Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. It's believing that the Spirit of God is a miracle worker because it is through Him He ministers miracles to us. He's the one who causes us to hear the Word of God. With Pastor Jay Petty. When we have to take on faith, it's the same thing. It's the impossible things that seem impossible. You can look at all the circumstances around it, and it's going to say, no, no, no. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. I refuse to move from this situation because I believe God more than all the other things that are happening around me. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. This morning, I would like to talk about how to achieve your faith. Faith is a thing that God desires from each one of us. In fact, the scripture says it's impossible to please him without it. So each one of us need faith to be able to walk through the things that we walk through. You know, impossible things sometimes. Some things seem very impossible, but yet, God, you're a God above all of those things. You're a God that works possible things in impossible circumstances. In Genesis 3, 5, it says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You know, the, the, uh, the question here is, is, how does God move in your life? When you need a miracle, how do you get a miracle? If you need God to move something out of your, out of your, out of in front of you, how does that happen? Right here is a real key to what that means. The Holy Spirit is a worker of miracles. He's the Spirit that God has given us, and He's the one who does the work of God in the earth. God doesn't do it because of of our ability to obey something like the law or rules but by what we hear. God wants us to hear his word. He wants his word to build faith in our lives. And he wants us to walk by faith because we know what we're hearing. What is faith? It's knowing that you know. It's with an assurance of heart that you know. And nothing can stop that. Uh, God wants us to believe the message of the gospel. That's his word that he left behind. Every part of it, from Matthew to Revelation. The things that Jesus said, the way Jesus lived, how he walked. He wants us to believe those messages that he left us, that he left behind. Basically, hearing and believing the message of the gospel. Now, what do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? I mean, wherein it says something in some direction. That, let's put it this way. The just are justified by faith. God wants us to believe that. That we're acquitted from everything simply because we believe in what Jesus has done for us. How important is that for us to believe every message? And, and, and Paul, Paul says in one place that God will take care of all our needs according to th- his riches and glory. 
I mean, there's more to that piece of scripture. But the point is that God will take care of your needs. Not out of your wealth, but out of his wealth. That's what his word teaches us. He gives us those things out of the wealth of God. No matter what it may be. So, it's believing. It is hearing the message of the gospel. God's way of doing everything is by promise. Remember the little girl that her mom promised her she'd buy her a dress on Saturday. The little girl simply believed the message and what her mother said. And she said, I'm getting a dress on Saturday. And they're going to say, why? Because my mama said so. God makes everything by a promise. God wants us and expects us to believe the promises of his word. God does that so he could fulfill that by faith. Or when faith is met. I know it's a hard place to begin, but the truth is, that's really what we have in this whole thing with God is the Word of God. It's preached every Sunday in church after church. It's preached around the world. Isaiah says, who believes our report? And sometimes people, even when they read the message, they don't believe it. And therefore, it's hard for them to receive what God has for them. Romans 4, 3, and 5. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as a grace, but a debt. If you have to work for it, then whoever you're working for has to pay you. God's not working on the basis that you have to work for him to receive a grace from him or to receive anything from him. What God is, and it says, uh, um, now him who, who works, the wages are not counted as a grace, but as a debt, but to him who does not work, but believes. On him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted as righteousness. So it's believing that what God did for us through his son. It's believing what God said to us through his son. It's believing that the spirit of God is a miracle worker. Because it is through him he ministers miracles to us. He's the one who causes us to hear the word of God. And causes us to move in faith in that. Very powerful thing when we just begin to believe God and quit discounting what he has said. Abraham believed God's word, period. When he came to him and said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to change your name. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. You can count the stars. You can count the sands of the sea. That's how big your, that's how big your family is going to be. Abraham had nothing in front of him that said that was ever going to happen. That's the impossibility. His wife could not have children. That's the impossibility. 
They tried to give it away. They tried to give it to his servant. They tried to give it to Ishmael. But that's not what God had said. It was through their seed that these things would happen. They had to believe God. And in every situation in our life, we have to believe God because that's what God is asking us to do. He's not asking you to operate in any other dimension. He had faith of God who would do what he promised. Abraham just believed that God would do what he said. Like that little girl said, I believe what my mama said, I'm going to get a new dress. Well, God left us his word as his promise. And when he, when he, when he had it inscribed by the Holy Spirit, he left it in such a way that it would lead to faith for everyone who would believe. That we would, we would count upon the promise of God. God said it, then it's so. God said it, then I can have it. God said it, then I can walk in it. Romans 4.21 says, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now that's all God is expecting from us, is that what he's promised, that he's able to perform, that God is able to perform. We don't have to perform it. It's his job. Our job is to believe that he will. That doesn't mean that your faith's not going to be tested. Doesn't mean that it's going to happen instantly. What it means is faith, you, you hold your faith until the end. He was fully persuaded. Man, that's what faith means anyway. He was completely convinced, with no doubt in his mind, that, that God would honor his word. See, faith is putting your uh, your faith in what someone else says. It doesn't matter. When someone says something and they honor their word, you know that their word is good. That's called integrity. And when you believe them, you know if they tell you they're going to do something, you know they're going to do it because you know what their word is. God honors his word no matter how we may look at it, no matter how long it may be prolonged, God does not change the way that he operates. He wants to fully perfect your faith. And it may seem difficult at times, may seem hopeless at times, but in the end, God has a purpose of perfecting you and trusting him in what he says. See, he held fast Boy, that's holding on. Uh, uh, he held fast the beginning of his confidence when his faith was tested. Amazing when Abraham had to take his son up and sacrifice him. The only thing Abraham saw was the promise. That's the only thing he looked at. Because God was removing Ishmael, I mean, Isaac out of the way. So the only thing that was left is what God had promised him. So he believed no matter what he did, 
that the promise of God was fulfilled through Isaac. So when he went up on that mountain to take his son, God was perfecting his faith. He was moving all the obstacles out of the way, and he, the only thing that was left was him and what God had told him. And that's all he focused on. That's an amazing thing, to focus on the one thing that God promised you. God had to stay his hand because Abraham would have killed his son. See, he was wholly occupied with the word of God in this manner. He didn't move from it. He didn't try to manipulate it. He didn't try to change it. He didn't try to go around it. He didn't try to do any of those things. God said, it is through your seed. And that was his focus. And that's where he occupied his thinking about what God had said, what God had said. There's all these lying vanities that come to us when we're in the midst of a test, saying this is never going to happen. I'm sorry, you're going to fail. You're, uh, that ain't, that's not coming to pass. But God don't want you to look at those things. He never asked you to look at those things. He asked you to pay attention to what really matters. And it's what he says. That's the only thing that does matter. See, he refused to throw away his confidence when God telling him to offer his own son. He immediately loaded up. He immediately put the wood on the donkey. He immediately went up the hill with the son. He immediately went with one intent, was to do what God asked him to do. But he still believed that no matter what he did, that the promise was through his son Isaac. So if he cut him up and burned him, God would put every one of those pieces back together. That's what he believed. Well, I tell you, I wish we had faith like that. I wish we had the ability to have faith like that. Romans 4.19, it says, and, being, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already, uh, his own body already dead, and Mary, her dead, her body dead, and him being 100 years old. How much more impossible can a situation be for a human being than one like that? You know, 100 years old is 100 years old. Really, it is. No matter what anybody tells you. He didn't have any edge or corner on what a 100-year-old man looked like. But the worst thing was that not only was she too old to have children, she could never bear children anyway. She already went through menopause. It was completely impossible to do what God said he would do. Now, in, in any situation that when we have to take on faith, it's the same thing. It's the impossible things that seem impossible. You can look at all the circumstances around it, and it's going to say, no, no, no. But it's what you look at that changes the situation. 
It's what you believe. They could not have a child the natural way. And if they did, it made Isaac's birth impossible. But he did not consider the nature of his situation and doubt God. He didn't do it. He knew the age of his wife. He knew his situation, her situation. He may have weighed the differences or the difficulties that, that, that were arising in this whole thing. Look, I don't care who you are. When you come to that place, when things around you get hopeless, you're weighing a lot of things. Romans 8, uh, 4.18 says, who contrary to hope. I mean, she, he, he, he didn't expect God. There was no expectation at all. Even in that, he hoped. Even in that, he expected God to do something that he could not do himself. In that hope, he believed. In that hope, he stood firm, and he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And that was where his focus was. And that's where his faith came out of, what God spoke to him. He said, if, and, and however he came to that place, if God said it, then it's so. I refuse to move from this situation because I believe God more than all the other things that are happening around me, all the other weighty things that are pushing at me. I choose to believe God. You know? And that's what God expects of us. In the end, that's what he expects from us. 420, it says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, <coughs> but was strengthened in his face. How was he strengthened? In the word of God. He was strengthened by what the word of God said. So shall your descendants be. That's where his attention was. That's what he considered. That's what he looked at. That's what he believed in. What God had said to him. So shall your descendants be. So he didn't waver at the promise. He said, well, maybe it might, maybe it won't. Well, I don't know, man. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's just an impossible situation. I just don't know how I can do it. He didn't do that. He was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God. They said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for filling your word. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. I believe that promise, Lord. Under utter hopelessness, Circumstances, by looking at the promise of God, he waxed strong in his faith. He said, I know that I know that I know that God's going to do this. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but I know that God's going to do this because it is the promise of his word to me. He was, be, he was fully persuaded 
or absolutely certain that God would fulfill his word. That's really what it comes down to. God wants us to be fully persuaded, absolutely certain that he's going to do, that we know that he's going to do what he says. That's what carries you through to the promise. That's what carries you through to the miracle. He was looking unto the promise of God that Abraham waxed strong in the test. Numbers 21.8. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at, at it, shall live. And it's amazing, it's the same thing that we have to do with the word. We have to look at the word. We have to hold our intent on the word, what the promise is. We can't, we can't waver to the left or to the right, but if God said it, then that's the way it is. Well, I'll tell you, it's hard sometimes when... Everything around you says, no, no, no. They looked at it to be healed. That's why. We look at Jesus to be saved through the word, through the word of God, what God said about his son, what the writers wrote about his son, what the Holy Spirit penned about his son, we look at him. He's our savior. He's our salvation. He's our everything. Our focus is on him. On his promise for us. Through his atonement, through his redemptive work. Through all that he did for you and me. Not just in the hereafter, but now. As we walk daily. Like Abraham so occupied himself with God's promise that he no longer was affected by the circumstances. The word of God, not our circumstances or our feelings. It has to be the word. It has to be the word. I don't know. It just has to be what he says. It is not the symptoms that are true. Wherever I'm at. I don't know, I lost my place. It's not the symptoms that are true, but what God promises. Continue to look at what God says. Not, every, not everything that around you is saying something that opposes it. If you believe anything that opposes the word of God, it's a lie. It's untrue. Most of our problem is learning how to walk in the, and find our, our, our place in the midst of that. Because when God is demanding us to live by faith, all these things come at us. It can be physical, it can be mental, it can be soulishly, it can be something in the world, it can be anything. going to try to tell you it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. God doesn't do that. 
Hebrews 3.14 says, For we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold on to the beginning of our confession, steadfast to the end. He's the anchor that we hold on to in the midst of this stupid plague. He's the anchor in all of it. He's aware of it. He's here. He knows it. What is he looking for? He's looking, he's looking at your heart. He's looking at you. What are you looking at? What are you walking in? You're walking in fear. You're walking in what everybody says. I'm not saying that we shouldn't take counsel. But what I'm saying is that you don't live by faith. You fear. You live by faith. You trust God. That's where he needs us to be. If Abraham did not waver at the promise, you know what I mean? How many times have we wavered at the promise of God? How many times have we tried to make an excuse for what was happening in our life. Of just instead of saying, God, this is what you've told me. This is what I believe. It's not so simple, is it? It's not as simple as it sounds to walk by faith. It's only when you begin to root yourself in and ground yourself in to truth. And focus on that truth and, and consider that truth and allow that truth to be in you and grow in you and effectively move you that you begin to see the power of it. Romans 4.12 And the father of circumcision to those who are not only are of the circumcision but who also walk in the steps of faith, which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. If God demanded of Abraham, and we're the children of, of Abraham, it seems to me that the same kind of faith that Abraham had is the same kind of faith we're supposed to have. I know that's hard. But Abraham was a man. He was a human being. He had frailties like everybody. But there's something about Abraham. When he heard God, he just believed it. In all God's dealings with Abraham, God always spoke to him. That's what Abraham believed. Even unto the end. Why? It's a picture of the church. It's a picture of the saint. It's a picture of the believer. That we're supposed to walk in the same footsteps as Abraham, by faith. The just shall live by faith. We're supposed to walk by faith every day. Because if you don't start now, when something really bad happens, it's going to be hard to have it. That's really the truth. When things get difficult, when you get sick, 
when things start going downhill, when things start falling apart. You know? If you don't start today learning how to walk by faith and learn how to walk through by faith, quit, quit looking at all the other stuff. Let it go. Let all that garbage go. Because there's only one thing important, is that if you learn how to walk by faith, you're always going to be covered by grace. That no matter where you walk, those are the things that release the miracles of God or move the mountains of God. It's the faith of God in you. But if you wait until those things get to that point, I promise you, you're going to want to throw the towel in. And God's going to want to protect, perfect, per, perfect, not perfect, perfect your faith. That's what he's after. And each one of us, God doesn't, God says, this, this is for every human being who's a follower of Christ. That's how we're supposed to live our lives. He meant it too. When he said the just, the justified, those who have been acquitted, those who have been washed in the blood, those who are the righteousness of God, will live from this point on every day of their lives by faith. That's what Jesus expected from his disciples. That's what he expects from us. Anyway, God bless each one of you. Don't let this stuff get to you. Any of the stuff that's going on right now, I'm telling you, it's going to pass away. In other words, it's going to go by the wayside. At some point, it's going to be gone. Don't walk in fear. Love God, love your family, love others. Do, do the thing that you know you're supposed to do in reaching out to others. Do not let this thing stop you from touching the lives of other people. Do not let fear grab a hold of you. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.